here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Always good to be back on the Dharmic Evolution. Thanks for joining me today, everybody. And uh, we are on GeoSavan. It's the platform in India that is 100 million users per month. And I'm just so excited to be on that one because we're also on Ghana, which is the same. They're about 100 million users per month also. They're two gigantic streaming platforms that uh, it's just a pleasure to be around the world. And hopefully you folks in India are getting inspired by the Dharmic Evolution. I do appreciate your support. We also have just completed our third Spotify Dharmic Rising Stars playlist. And uh, we're about to hit publish. It may even be published by the time this show comes out. Uh, But please check out the other two that are up there, Akila and Orion. You may be on that. There's 60 artists who have been on this show who are on those playlists. So please check it out. Go to Spotify, type in Dharmic Evolution, and you'll see the playlists on there. They're also in the show notes. Where are we going today? Let's head out to Lancaster, Pennsylvania today where soul and pop are not really on everybody's playlist, but this truly original artist who treats her lyrics, composition, and vocal delivery with the same respect as an artist taking their brush strokes to a canvas. Her music is soulful with a youthful overlay of pop, but also intertwined with her love of folk music and alt rock. This makes perfect sense as her influences, Corinne Bailey Ray, Tori Kelly, and Stevie Wonder were never put in a genre-exclusive category, so why should her music be there? She's a multi-instrumentalist that started at 12 to help her with her songwriting, and in her most recent album, the songs follow a storyline of a young romance which started on shaky ground with two people pretending it was solid. She's extremely motivated by helping and inspiring others through her authentically original music. Her music video premiered on Celeb Secrets this year, and she also signed a distribution deal with Heart Songs Record. Ladies and gentlemen, you better strap up your seatbelts, because we're taking a ride today from the Music City all the way up to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, to hang out with none other than Kiana Corley. So, Kiana, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Hi. What Thanks an intro. Me. Yeah, what an intro this was, right? <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. You folks uh, out there, we had some uh, classic, crazy, uh, actually not classic, unusual Zoom problems, uh, which were on my end, so I apologize for the uh, late start. But, but we're off to the races, so Lancaster, Pennsylvania, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, born and raised? I was born in Tallahassee, Florida, but I moved here when I was two years old. So I basically lived here my whole life. Yeah. Awesome. We're practically neighbors for right now, although I'm I'm, I'm originally from Jersey, but I moved to Tennessee a couple of years ago, but I'm visiting uh, for the summer. I'm hanging with my fiance up in Jersey. So so it's great to, to make your acquaintance and listen to your music. I was checking it out the last couple of days. Really a solid, wonderful style, um, an eclectic mix of all of the best stuff ever heard. <laughs> Thank you so much. That means the world. Thank you. Yeah, it's really, it's really great. I mean, I hear like a lot of classic, um, 
classically written songs coming from you know the undercurrent of your particular musical style and it's just really uh, just a treat to hear this and um who were you listening to growing up that you you know that got you centered into this type of style of music um so a lot my mom didn't hold back with anything like we we grew up listening to um like Stevie Wonder and the Jackson 5 and stuff like that um also a lot of queen um a lot of, and also she introduced me to an artist uh named Corinne Bailey Ray I don't know if you guys have heard of her she's the girl that sings uh like girl put your records on um that's yes. people usually just know her of that song but um she's one of my biggest influences for sure just a lot of um a lot of different genres like a lot of a lot of Motown a lot of soul um she also is a classical musician so I listened to you know I had to listen to a lot of classical music growing up and um you know I got into Fleetwood Mac too like just you know a lot of eclectic different types of stuff let me ask you you mentioned Fleetwood Mac um amongst so many other big stars did is this something like current that you started listening to Fleetwood Mac or were you listening to it um much younger so Fleetwood Mac in particular, I actually started listening to relatively recently, but a lot of there are a lot of like bands in association with them that I've been listening to kind of all my life. My mom actually really also liked listening to like The Police, and I never really listened to them a lot on my own, you know, because I before I was old enough to drive and I would just have to go with my mom places when I was little, you know, she would just have bands like that on in the car and I would just kind of like absorb it you know yeah um you know and just along with you know my area is also very like folk heavy um so whenever I got old enough to just go out to venues like local bars and stuff I would just listen to you know the local bands there's not a lot of like you know uh pop or soul here it definitely exists more than people realize but it is very much like folk and rock heavy in Lancaster. And so I think just listening to that and gaining an appreciation for those genres too definitely influenced some parts of my writing too. Um, so yeah, just basically everything. <laughs> yeah, the reason I ask about the Fleetwood Mac thing is because there is this huge resurgence of you know people interested, especially younger people mm. um, like yourself. I mean, that age group is like, a lot of you um, in that particular demographic are saying, I'm hearing this for the first time now. Some people, probably younger than you, but um, they're all saying, I'm rediscovering or discovering for the first time this great sound that is totally, com it's completely organic. You know, it's just like we're playing the instruments, we're the real deal, we're the real voices. There's really no um, big synth arena behind it or, or you know, hip hop machines or whatever. Which is, which is fine for that genre, but what they were doing was kind of like it's all the real people, r real instruments, and just great, great songwriting, you know? Just killer songs, really. So, yeah. um, so I'm, I'm kind of delighted that people, you know, younger people are like embracing that and enjoying that, you know, for, the fir for their first time. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, they're just one of those bands that, you know, like all the bands I've mentioned before, honestly, like will probably never die out. Like their music will just long live forever, like past when they leave the earth, you know? Yeah. And um, it's funny because, you know, people, like if you're familiar with the Marvel 
cinematic universe like guardians of the galaxy um that particular movie with chris pratt and a bunch of other actors uh helped resurface fleetwood mac too and um so people were like oh my gosh i'm just discovering this now um and uh there is also a tiktok recently if you're familiar with tiktok yeah yeah of this guy on a skateboard going down a highway drinking cranberry juice and just listening to dreams <laughs> people were like wow this is so cool like what song is this yeah you know and it's just funny because i just feel like if you make music that good it's always going to just like resurface in some way you know just for the years to go on like i think they definitely deserve to be forever just you know growing <laughs> so yeah i also yeah. i also love the dynamic of the band with two women both songwriters, both great singers, and three men, you know, one an, an outstanding singer-songwriter singer himself, uh, Lindsey Buckingham. But, but just the dynamic of, of the men and women together creating this cauldron of beauty, you know, they're like this is just amazing. Um, and speaking of cauldron of beauty, I think it's time that we uh, play your song. <gasps> what do you say that we do Chestnut? Okay. Are you up for it? Okay, yeah, everybody, sure. strap in your seatbelts. Baby, out of mind, sitting here waiting. Baby, out of mind, you hesitated. If it takes until the world can't sustain, we're all on my stars with you mm. Baby, I don't mind
That was killer. Killer. Tell us about that song and tell us where you got that sultry, beautiful voice from. Oh, thank you so much. Um, so that song is um, actually a bit older. Um, it's I think it's the oldest one that ended up being on my whole project that it's from, which is called Take It or Leave It. Um, and... Yeah, I wrote it about a, a person that has brown eyes, and there aren't a lot of songs about people with brown eyes. And I'm like, okay, like, I want to talk about their eyes, so I wanted to find, like, just a way, the most endearing way to talk about it, and so that's where the phrase chestnut eyes came from. Um, and I just wanted to just write, like, a nice, like, really relaxing 6-8 song, because I love songs in 6-8. And, um, yeah, yeah, and uh, I've been singing for most of my life honestly I didn't really take it seriously till I was like 16 um my dad sings my mom doesn't my mom has a good voice but she doesn't sing um but I mean she sings more but she doesn't like sing professionally or anything like that um so yeah I've just been kind of working on my songwriting and my musicality for a good on a good amount of years and I just kind of want to keep working on it forever so can you take us back to the time when you feel in your heart that you were becoming a songwriter did it happen like immediately was it just like a sudden impulse one day or is it something you gradually walked into like step by step and all of a sudden you're writing songs yeah, so I never really thought of myself as like primarily a songwriter until very recently because um, I say very recently, like within the past like three ish years, um, I've been I've been writing songs. I, the other day, I actually found a song that I wrote from like elementary school. And of course, it was bad. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've been I've been really writing songs for that long. And I didn't know I, like I just forgot because you know but I guess it, it's always been like an outlet of mine um and it's just always brought me like so much comfort um so yeah but I just kept I just kept writing just for myself really and then the first gig that I played was when I was about 16 and I was like okay like I have all these things like oh my gosh like do I share them and of course it's a whole other level of personal to share like things from your own experiences and um yeah, the first song that I actually wrote to share with the world was when I was 16, even though I've been writing songs since I was about, like, I want to say, like, nine years old. But again, I don't really count those. Um, but um, when I studied music in college and I studied the voice and we had to just learn about technical things about your voice, um, I love, obviously, I love, I love the voice and I love talking about it and I love just getting, you know, better at it. Um, but I think doing that and having to focus on it made me realize how much I also wanted songwriting to be a part of my life and I didn't want to be a person that performed songs that other people wrote personally. Like I just, that, like that realization definitely hit me in college. I was like, okay, I love singing, but if I had to choose between singing and songwriting, which I hope I don't have to, but if I had to choose between singing and songwriting, which one would I choose? And I told myself like okay if I I would rather never sing a song that I no <laughs> sorry let me think I would rather I guess yeah I guess I would rather never sing a song that I write versus 
never um so you would rather be known as a songwriter I, is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, I would rather be known... I guess if I had to choose, I'd rather be known as a songwriter. Sorry, I had this idea of how to phrase it in my head. It just did not work. No, that's but, okay. That's, mo- yeah, that's what would, most I people would, default to. Even Rod Stewart said, he said, you know, with all the singing chops he had and his big careers as a singer, like he said, he's most happy that he's known as a songwriter than anything else. And most, most singer-songwriters default to that because it is such an honor to be able to write songs. I feel it's like one of the greatest gifts that God could give us. No, yeah, it really, it really is. It's an incredible outlet, and it's an incredible, just yeah, such an incredible art form. Um, so I'm really blessed to be able to have that ability to share things of my life with people, especially because I'm definitely not a person that talks about myself in a regular sense you know yeah i'm not going to just like tell you my whole life when we first meet but i will share that with you if you listen to things that i wrote you know like yeah. that's kind of my way of like like teaching people about myself so. it's it's easier to to do that um from that perspective because um i think we're so much less vulnerable you know we allow ourselves to become vulnerable through the song because it's almost like a shield you know it's like yeah. well you don't really know that it's me but i'm okay to let my guard down a little bit here and let you into my world and i can i can tell if you're listening you know, like if you're really <laughs> listening i'm going to catch you you know i'm going to find out if you're listening or not so uh, yeah it has it has a bunch of beautiful um little ancillary pieces of uh of blessing in there not just being the songwriter but allowing you to share your life um and your life experiences with people and hopefully helping some people along the way with hey it's okay that you were like in my case depression as a young man and um mm-hmm. you know i help i try to help people out with that um exposing that so um yeah. so so take take me back to like when you first started growing, and I asked you about the, the songwriter and you started growing into it, it sounds like you've, you're a natural because you did it from, you did it so sort of effortlessly from a very young age. Um, did you have like an epiphany at one point and, and just say, wow, I, I'm a songwriter like at 12 or 13 and, and like, like really wear that and embrace it and own it and say, this is a is this is a great gift, or was it just something you did and you didn't really think about too much? Yeah, it really was just something I did and just really didn't think of. Like I, I remember now now that we're having this conversation, I would record the songs on like my mom's computer. I think they're still there somewhere buried deep down in all the files, um, and I would just record them to hear back to myself and stuff. But I never really thought p- past that until I really started playing out like again when I was like 16 17 um but yeah beforehand I'm just like okay like I'm writing these songs and they're for me like they just felt very personal and I think it was also before I was like ready to just share that part of myself I don't think I realized that yet at such a young age but I think that was part of my hesitation like I just wanted to write songs for me and, and it was just kind of like essentially therapy for me um and so yeah and then I learned more about like you know like hooks and actually formulating things for you know for people to listen to but also still for me you know because that balance is definitely important um but yeah no when I was younger I didn't (laughs) think much past of it you know yeah 
Yeah, sometimes um, that's good in a way because you don't like until you get older and like start to look back a little bit, especially as a writer, when you accumulate this legacy of material and watch where you came from and then where you are. It's kind of uh, it's kind of cool to watch the progression of. Yeah, I, I was just a babe in the woods when I wrote this one. But now look at where it's coming from, you know, or where it's come to. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely crazy. And the songs that I looked back on, I'm like these, I mean, mo- again, most of them were bad, but some of them were like not really that bad at all. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, wow, you know, and you're just so critical of yourself at that age. You know, I think that's why it's so important to just look back on things you've done, like, you know, especially if you're creative in any way, because in those <laughs> moments when you were young and you're like, wow, that was the worst thing I've ever done. That was so embarrassing. Like, and then years pass and you can kind of step outside of that younger version of yourself. And you're like, you know what, Kiana, you're being so dramatic. Like this really was not that bad. Yeah. So I think that's really important to do. It it is so true though. We do have to write bad songs. And if you write a lot and I, I don't write nearly as much as I used to, but I used to really turn them out, and it was. I was like, "Yeah, I'm writing a lot of songs, but a lot of these are really bad." <laughs> and one of the greatest um, stories I ever heard was um, Glenn Fry from the Eagles, uh, who was, you know, one of the originators of the band. He was working with Bob Seger as a very, very young guy. He got lucky enough to get into the studio, and he was sort of like, you know, a, an assistant engineer, assistant assistant engineer, something like that. And he was, you know, with Bob one day. And uh, they were looking at this. They were outside watching this band. And Bob Seger said to him, yeah, they are good, but they're never going to go anywhere. And he said, why not? He goes, because they don't write their own material. And uh, he said, you have to write your own material. And so Glenn Fry turned to him and goes, yeah, but he goes, but what if the songs are bad? He goes, oh, they're going to be bad. All right. (laughs) But just keep going. And eventually you'll write a good one. And it's so true when you first start. You write a lot of bad songs. You probably don't know it yet, but then you... All of a sudden, when the good ones come up, um, you know, you know it. So speaking of good ones, uh, Kiana, what do you what do you think of Lukewarm? We should play that one. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Thank you for saying it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. I love is like lukewarm coffee in the morning. Not a bad taste, just a little cold. Oh, oh, oh. 
Very, very nice. Lukewarm. Can you give us the metaphor behind that song? Yeah, sure. So um, I was literally drinking a lukewarm cup of coffee when I, when I wrote it. And um, I just, I really wanted to write a song that talked about this topic of, especially when you're in a longer relationship and the fire that was once there is just not there anymore. And you know, I mean, not every relationship, you know, is just as fiery as it was when you first meet the person and you first fall head over heels, especially if you started when you're really young. But, you know, I guess when you get to that point, you're like, okay, like, it is, it's not as fiery, but should we still keep going? Or is this just gonna end? You know, what do we do? And so it's just basically like that limbo where like, you don't hate the person, you know, you're not like completely fed up with their existence, but you're not like excited to see them or as excited to see them in the morning anymore. Um, So it's just very lukewarm. It's very just like middle of the road and you just are like caught in this really frustrating sometimes like, you know, way of just like going about your relationship and you're like, okay, well, what do we do? And I I really can't think of another, like, I mean, I'm sure there are songs that talk about that topic, but I wanted to write one about that because I feel like that's something people can relate to. And I haven't really heard of many songs that talk about it. So, um, yeah. Great song. And um, again, that you have a very, very distinctive 
and definable sound like you've got your own style which i'm really happy for you because so many people um struggle in this business to find their voice metaphorically and and you know vocally and sound wise um speaking of finding your own voice when did you realize that you had kind of like lasered in on the sound the timber the style like was it was it one moment that you just said oh, I've arrived I I know my own style now or was that also a progression that just kind of finally led you to where you are this singer who has you know this this definitive sound Oh well thank you for saying that um so yeah that really wasn't until a lot of things happened for me like something just clicked after I graduated like music school um, just I got this sense of confidence and I think part of it was just okay I'm finally free from not being constantly just like graded on my creative abilities <laughs> right I'm um, school was incredible but you know there definitely were you know some some room for possible toxic you know ways of thinking when it comes to like your own art and everything you can get down on yourself a lot so once I was um, out of that you know a lot of things just shifted and I was like okay like this is kind of who I am and this is what I like and this is how I like to write and I didn't really try to force what was naturally coming out of me into like a box that didn't fit me anymore because I did a lot of that in school for sure um I think because I was just so influenced by what the people around me were like listening to and what they liked and I was like okay well I have to make my stuff fit what they like and I didn't need to do that um so I think after graduating music school was when I first kind of settled into that. And even then, like, I think I'm still gonna try different sounds in the future, but I think for the most part, like, you know, the sounds that I have with this latest project are what I'm going to gravitate more towards. Tell so. me about music school. Where did you go? I went to Millersville University. It's a tiny, it's, it's a pretty small, I'm not gonna say it's tiny. It's a pretty small school in a place called Millersville, Pennsylvania. Okay. They have a really, astounding music program i have to say like not enough people know about it um specifically their ear training and theory is just very good um and they have this program that just teaches kids how to either produce their own music or market them well both and they also teaches them how to market themselves or market other artists if they want to be a manager um it just teaches them about different things in the music industry and so you can go like into the music world and just kind of either start your own business or work for other companies or start your own studio or, you know, cause they also teach you entrepreneurial things as well. Um, so yeah, it was the music industry studies program at Millersville University is where I, where I studied. Fantastic. Is that where you became in being a multi-instrumentalist or were you picking up other instruments um, along the way? Um, um, so when I was, about 12. I started guitar and voice around the same time. I definitely did not take guitar as seriously until later on as well. I would, I really wish that I, I would learn little solos and stuff. And I, once I was, basically I was like, okay, once I play well enough to like accompany myself on singing, I can stop practicing. And I wish I didn't do that. I definitely would want to get better at guitar. Um, but I played guitar and um, I started singing and I picked up bass in music school. Um, because I had friends that played bass and I was like, this instrument's so cool. So yeah. I 
I I picked up bass lessons and I have one and I play it from time to time. I want to get better at that. My brother has a drum set in um in the basement in our house and we um and he plays that and so sometimes I play it too. Like I would love to just get better at everything, honestly. Yeah. Um cuz it all interests me like yeah. Well, I noticed you had a comment I think in your bio how you alluded to the fact that you know, if you play different instruments, it gives you such different perspective on song songwriting and production. You know, like where does the bass fit? Is this a slap bass or is this a funky thing? Or is it a, is it a marching? Is it a walking bass line? You know, like it, you can bring so many different feels to a song just by having that. And, you know, yeah. I, I say that just to wrap around. The next thing I wanted to ask you about is, can you take us into the studio on these songs and who did you work with and tell us a little bit about the production and how these songs were born? So once the songs were done, I made little demos in my room um, and I sent them to my friend Tyler, who is a really incredible producer in my hometown. All of the people that played the instruments on the songs actually also play in my band for me when I play live shows which is a really special thing to have because they I don't have to teach them any of the parts, yeah. um, you know, and we all are just very hands-on with everything. And like you said before, like, um, being, a, you know, being a multi-instrumentalist, I can, like, kind of have a conversation with them in an easier way, um, you know, because they are better at their instruments than I am. So obviously, like, that's why I choose them to, like, play their instruments on my things but I'm still able to be like okay like I want this specific thing here and I found that it's easier to just kind of talk to them um because I you know I mean I also had a horn player I don't know anything about horns (laughs) so that was kind of harder to talk through but he was fantastic about translating what I was saying so it didn't matter um but yeah so I made the demos and I sent them to each of them individually and we all just met in his basement studio at that time and I was like okay this is what I'm thinking and they were also like um I have a song tell me that I was almost gonna throw away and my one guitarist uh, who plays with me, who's also a really good friend of mine, he was like, no, I love this song, I'm hearing this. And he starts playing like this reggae thing. I'm like, wait, yes. Yeah. I wouldn't have, like, I, I was, I literally, all the songs I really had exactly my, my guys, like, just please help me with this. And they just really helped me with that one. So it was really a lot of communication. Um, the whole process was really easy because you know, we all just talked things through and we all just wanted like the best, you know, the best takes and the best quality of things. And um, yeah, and it was really cool that it was like with friends because, you know, it wasn't like I was like learning. I was like trying to make awkward conversation, you know? Yeah. Like these. I'm having a little trouble with this internet now. It's kicking in and out. Are you, are you, can you, are you receiving That's me okay? okay? I am, yeah. No, you're back now. You're oh, okay. for two seconds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's awesome that you you have that kind of loyalty you know to help you with your brand and get out there and play with you. I mean that's really there's nothing like that because the surprises always come when you least expect them when you're working on a song, right? Yeah. 
So do you record okay. like right right in your hometown? Is there a studio there that you can work at? Um, so I, yeah, for that particular project, um, my friend actually no longer lives there. He recently moved out, but uh -huh. for the, for that time he had an apartment, like a, well, I mean, I guess it was technically a house that he rented with like three other roommates and their basement was just, he, it was in the middle of nowhere. It was like in the middle of the Pennsylvania woods and he could be as loud as he wanted and in the, in the basement and, um, yeah, it was just great, you know, so we just went over to his house and recorded things like, you know, on a weekly basis for a, a long, a long period of time, because we started the process before COVID and then we had to take a break and then we had to come back and um, that was a little, you know, we, we made it work, obviously, but um, yeah, and I also have another friend that I do other projects with and he records out of his house. You know, there are a couple studios that I go to sometimes too, but I, I have grown to love home studios so. yeah thank god for the basements right yes absolutely <laughs> the greatest things happen like the greatest practices the greatest recording sessions and just like music kids basements yeah. you know sometimes they're just so dirty but it doesn't matter like <laughs> yeah right the, the, yeah. I, the ideas flow that's what counts you know yeah yeah tell me about um when you're not doing music what do you do for downtime what do you like to do are, are you a yogi do you like to run do you like to work out do you like to read like what's what's your favorite thing to do when you're not doing music um so whenever I get this question, I always think like, wow, what, like, do I do anything? But I do, I do do other things. <laughs> um, so I do, I do like to, I try and get on like a good workout schedule. I used to do yoga. I kind of just switched more to like stretching. Um, you know, I try and just take care of my body as much as I can, because I think that if you, if you don't do some sort of movement or some sort of like meditation or journaling or anything like that, like, you know, it can catch up to you. Like, like your mental well-being and your physical well-being are definitely connected, I believe. Yeah. Um, and they're both equally as important. So I do try and upkeep with that. Thanks. And I love... Um, I love going on just drives with my friends, um, especially over quarantine. What kept me sane was just going on drives through the neighborhoods that would usually be packed but weren't because the streets were just so dead when we were when we were locked down. Um, yeah, I just I like doing outdoorsy things, honestly. Yeah. So that was a strange period, you know, when you go out and there's no traffic and the and the the earth was so silent. Yeah. It was very strange. They said they were doing seismic tests. And they had never recorded the earth in such a state of just tranquility before. It was like, is there anybody on this planet? <laughs> like they thought there was something wrong with the, the measure, measuring uh, techniques that they were using. Very, very strange. Oh um, as we're winding down here, um, Kiana, anything you would like to uh, say goodbye with, any kind of special wish, prayer any kind of words of wisdom to those who are upcoming as far as uh, younger musicians coming into the into this uh, wild industry we call the music business um, anything you want to share uh, before we uh, say our goodbyes and also um, your best place for people to reach you which is your favorite platform okay. um oh my goodness so honestly I think one of the most most important things is just to it's it's so cliche but it's cliche because it's true like just be true to yourself and like 
really listen to your gut. I really, I'm a, I'm a person that is, I, I think that the gut is very spiritually driven. I think that, um, you know, whatever you believe, like just really listen to whatever forces you believe are just telling you to go somewhere because they're there. And if you, you have to listen to them because they'll lead you in the way to go. Um, and you, you can tell when something is for you and when something isn't for you like if you get an opportunity but the people don't seem like they're right like just leave no matter what you know um even if something seems like it's small but you seem but you feel like okay this gives me a good feeling these people are really nice they seem like they're for me this seems like a really you can go for that you know like just really pursue like the honest opportunities and be honest with yourself about what you want as an artist and what you can bring and be confident too you know because everybody brings something different and all of it's needed there's a there's a space for all of it there's a place for literally every artist i really truly believe that as well um so keep going <laughs> awesome and yeah and my um i'm the most on instagram right now so that's at kiana corley music so that's k-i-a-n-a c-o-r-l-e-y uh music um, awesome yeah we'll so, put yeah. um we'll put all of your links um in the show notes of course and um you and i are friends on facebook and instagram so that'll be fun and uh, I can't thank you enough for taking time out today, Kiana, to join us and share your stories and your music and your career, which is uh, full of um, brightness and opportunity I can see coming. I'm really, really excited for you. So I just want to offer all of uh, God's blessings on you, your family, and your music career moving forward. Oh, thank you. I wish the same to you as well. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> Well, that was pretty awesome. Love this artist. I hope you guys support Kiana on Instagram, also on dharmicevolution.com. Her story will be posted there. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find That freedom is really a simple state of mind So Take a ride with me Ride on, ride on We can untangle all the mystery Ride on, ride on Baby, baby, you and I can find the key Ride on, ride on We can unlock each other's destiny I taste the breeze of freedom It's tingling on my tongue
you've never seen I'll take you places that you never dreamed I'll take you places that were pictures in your mind I'll take you places beyond the reach of time So ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me Take a ride with me